0: You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale. And uh, in my ongoing quest to simplify online business... What I wanna do today is I wanna share with you what I believe to be the three fundamental ingredients of a successful landing page. Now, many of the episodes I do for these podcasts, the ideas are generated while I'm working with my clients, my students, members of my uh, online communities who, are, who, who ask me questions. And uh, it gives me great ideas for these podcasts. And, you know, this is something that comes up all the time. People say to me, hey, Derek, I've got this landing page. It's getting traffic, but the results are pitiful. What is wrong with it? And typically, when there's a landing page that's getting a significant amount of traffic consistent regular traffic and it's not generating a result. It's not the fine details we have to worry about. It's one of these three things that is typically sabotaging the result. Okay, and these are the three things I want to share with you. So if you have a landing page that is underperforming or not performing to your expectation, uh, you need to go back and really Take a long, hard look at these three things. Now, one thing I want to clarify before I get into what these three things are is uh, when I talk about landing pages today, I'm talking about landing pages that are uh, pages that are trying to get people to take some kind of an action. So there's a call to action on the page. There's a primary thing we want people to do on this page. Maybe it's buy, maybe it's subscribe, opt in, download, uh, inquire, Um uh, phone, whatever it is, there's a specific action we're trying to get people to take. And this can be a little bit different than how you may treat, say, a blog post or a content page where people are coming in to uh, consume content. Now, that being said, uh, these three things I'm going to share with you are um, They do apply. If you want more people to read your blog posts, apply this stuff to them, but there's some variations in how you treat this. So I'm going to be talking today primarily about getting people to engage with and take an action on a landing page. Okay. Now, the traffic sources of these landing pages could be anything, including other internal pages on your web page, okay, oh, on your website. So, for example, if somebody comes to a blog post and on that blog post you have a sidebar ad or a pop-up driving them to this page to take an action, all right? So, you can have multiple traffic sources coming here. So, let's jump in three things. Now, number 1 and the absolute most important element of a successful landing page uh is something that people miss the boat on all the time, and it comes down to one word, and that is congruency. And what I mean by that is when somebody comes to a landing page. They're coming from somewhere. Maybe an affiliate said hey click here, Uh, maybe and they clicked on a link on a website, maybe they came off something you posted in social media, maybe they came off a search in Google, Uh, maybe they came off in another internal page. And so When they clicked a link to come to that page, they had an expectation in their mind of what it was they were going to see based on maybe the keyword they searched in Google or the link they clicked on your Facebook page or how an affiliate referred them. And you want to make sure the very first message they see in the first fold, okay, the first fold, the first thing they see on their screen is as congruent as possible to their expectation. So, you know, if somebody searches, uh, uh, you know, how to groom my dog and they land on a page on how to groom a cat, well... That ain't congruent at all. They're out, okay? They're not going to stick around. Now that's a pretty extreme example. But I'll give you a less extreme example. Uh, uh, And this was one of the examples of uh, of somebody I was working with. And, you know, this was the subtleties that can make a huge difference. So what had happened was this person was in a specific music niche and teaching a specific instrument. And they had developed a program, they had developed a call to action, uh, an opt-in offer that was specifically targeting people that were brand new to this instrument. And this page was getting consistent traffic every single day. And after running hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of unique visitors through this page, the opt in rate was dismal. Dismal. Okay. So we're talking less than 1%. And so. When we looked under the covers, what we found was a lot of this traffic was coming in on organic keywords. And the keywords that they were coming in on would indicate that although they were beginners, they were not the level of beginner. They weren't brand new to this instrument. They had probably the foundation and fundamentals down. So they were looking for one subtle step up. They didn't need to know how to hold the instrument or how to make, get the instrument to make noise. They needed to know how to play a basic song, play a scale. So they were up a level. So such a subtle difference. But it made a huge impact on the result of that call to action. So, you know, the advice there is, okay, we need to shift this call to action and we need to test some options that are going to appeal to them. Now, why does this fall apart? Where does it fall apart? Well, with paid traffic, if you're buying traffic, whether it be through pay-per-click or uh, even, you know, Facebook or solo ads or where, wherever that is, if if you're driving people to a specific page and it's it's not converting because there's no congruency, that's typically um, either a mistake or you're just being lazy, okay? Uh, you know, and, and when I say lazy in terms of advertising, that's going out, for example, in AdWords and having all sorts of different keywords that are related but not necessarily going to drive a visitor um from keyword A that's going to have the exact same expectation as keyword B. So in advertising, that means creating multiple landing pages for your different ads to make sure they're as congruent as possible uh, as the uh, and meets the expectation as closely as possible for that person that's coming in. Now, where it gets more difficult and really starts to fall apart is when you start to deal with that organic and uncontrolled traffic. So when Google starts indexing your web pages and listing you for different keywords, you can start getting traffic, but then all of a sudden you start to look at that traffic and you go, why isn't it converting? And so you start to, this is where you have to do a little bit of I guess what I call reverse engineering, and going in and looking at your different landing pages and looking at the sources of traffic and the keywords that are driving traffic to those pages. And if you're not getting a result, okay, well, now we need to start massaging the offer to match the traffic that's coming in. All right? So the moral of this story simply is the more congruent Your landing page is to the expectation of the person coming to your website The more successful you're going to be which brings us to our next element now the number one Element in on your first fold of a landing page that is going to a create that congruency And B, get them to stick, is the headline. There is no such thing as a high converting landing page that does not have some sort of compelling headline that tells people in five seconds exactly what they're going to get when they stay on that page. Now, in the most general terms, your headline should always answer the question, what is in it for me? When I land on a page, you need to tell me in five seconds, what am I going to get when I stay here? There shouldn't be other distractions. There should be nothing. It should be, what's in it for me? Now, I could talk about headlines uh, all day. And there are multiple variations, multiple formats. And, you know, look, when it comes to writing headlines, don't reinvent the wheel. There's lots of great headline formats, tested, proven headline formats that you can utilize, massage and modify to work for your offer. Now, the other element of headlines is, is you should always be testing on your landing pages. You should never just put up one headline, call it a day, and move on. You want to be split testing different headlines to see what's going to convert the best. Now, here's a couple. No matter what format of headline you use, first it must answer the question, what's in it for me? And most importantly though, you need to speak directly to their pain or the reason that they are there, okay? And this goes back to congruency. You know, if, I, uh, uh, if I'm looking to get more um, leads to my business and you're going to sell me a, uh, a source and maybe I'm a dentist and I need to get more dental leads, I need to get more people to call me, you need to sell that benefit to me right away. You know, I don't need to hear you're the number one marketing for dental clinics and all this hoopla. All I need to know is you can get me leads and you need to speak to that pain. Okay? And in a headline, one more tip here, the more specific the benefit or the loss of not taking action is, the better. So in your headlines, don't be vague. Okay. be very, very specific. So headlines. Again, I could talk for days. I've tried to give you a few tips here, but the bottom line is this. When somebody hits your landing page, the very first thing that staring them in the eye is a benefit that answers the question, what is in it for me? And gives them as specific a benefit or loss of not taking action as possible. Vague does not work, period, end of story. It might work a little bit, but the more specific you can be, the better. I mean, let's go to weight loss. Good old weight loss. Do you ever see an ad for weight loss that says, this is really great. You can lose some weight. No, every good weight loss ad in the history of our planet has always been lose X amount in X amount of time, 10 pounds in 30 days, 30 pounds in 30 days. And you don't want to make it sound big and hard, okay? You want to be specific, and you want to make it sound good and easy to attain, all right? So, a little headline tips in there. And again, head out there onto good old Google and type in, you know, direct response headline formats, best headline formats, and you're going to find lots of examples, literally templates that you can use out there to start writing better headlines. And guys, test, 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 test. And once you think you've got a winner, and beat that winner. And there's lots of great tools out there for testing, for rotating, doing A-B split testing, to see what's going to work the best, okay? The fact is, is your headline is the determining factor when somebody lands on your landing page, whether they stay or whether they go. So if you can write a headline and get 25% more people to stay on that page, that could be a game changer. Okay, so headline is number two. And then Number three, and this is, this is a, maybe it sounds a little trivial, but the fact is, is people screw this up all the time. And so rule number three is minimize distraction. So here's what happens is we create these great websites. Maybe we're using WordPress and we have this website that has all these great resources and all this great information on it. So I create this page. uh, So, you know, my average page has, you know, a blog post, articles, there's a sidebar with my social and my widgets and all the cool stuff I have there. And I've got my nav bar and I've got my header and that all looks really good. So then I decide, hey, I need to create an opt-in page or some kind of a call to action page. So all I do in my WordPress WordPress website is I create a new page and I add my opt-in to that and and it frames that and I still have the sidebar and I still have my nav and I still have my header. And frankly, all that stuff that would exist on, say, a blog post, for example, your widget, stuff like that to, to create engagement on the page, now becomes your enemy on a page that is trying to drive a specific action. So for example, when I create a opt-in offer or a sales page on a website that has, let's say a blog, has lots of content, a big robust website, has podcasts, stuff like that. If you go to entrepreneurignited.com, you'll see that I have ads for different offers and stuff like that throughout the website. But when somebody actually clicks on one of those, they go to a page that typically looks nothing like the main structure of the site. We remove all distraction so that when they get there, all they can focus on is the offer itself. There's going to be a headline. I might have some subtle branding, maybe a little logo, so they know they're still on Entrepreneur Ignited or if traffic is coming in from other sources you know they know what site there's on But there's no nav there's no header there's no menu there is a headline and then there is a sales process and a call to action so we minimize remove all distraction so What I want you to do is I want you to go back and look at your landing pages, the pages you have where you're trying to get people to opt in or make a sale, and ask yourself, do do I need a sidebar there with all this other stuff? Do I need a header with all my navigation? No, probably not. Now, down at the bottom of my page, in the footer, I might have a little subtle link to the home, to the contact, to stuff like that. But I am trying to keep it as distraction-free as possible. So, go through, have a look at your pages, and and keep in mind, your sales pages, your call to action pages, can look nothing like the rest of your website. That's okay. You know, you look at people, I use ClickFunnels to create all my opt-in pages, stuff like that. Lots of people use lead pages, and they'll have a website, a full featured website with all their branding, everything like that. But then they're using lead pages that maybe may have a similar color scheme, but all those distractions are gone. And again, go click on some of my opt-in offers on the sidebars and stuff like that of Entrepreneur Ignited and you're gonna see exactly what I'm talking about, okay? So minimize distraction. Again, you know the big mistake I see is people make is they think, hey, I'm using WordPress, I create a new page, I put my opt-in offer there, but all those other distractions still exist. When I want somebody to take an action, I don't want them to go click on a blog post and start reading that, I lost them. Okay? So, quick review. Number one, congruency. Make sure the expectation of the visitor is met as closely as possible when they land on the landing page. Which brings us to number two, make sure your headline speaks to them and is congruent with It creates that congruency. It says, hey, here's what I have for you if you stay here. Benefit. Emphasize loss. Be specific. Vague does not work. And as you're pulling them into that page, number three, minimize the distraction from that page. And one more tip here. You know, I talked about minimizing the distraction, taking off sidebars, stuff like that. If you have a WordPress website, for example, and let's say your main container is, you know, 1200 pixels wide. uh, And that has your blog post, your sidebar, stuff like that. Your CTA page, your opt-in page, your sales page, if it's a single... Uh, sales message shouldn't be that wide you shouldn't have text spanning that so don't be afraid to use a page template that then has a much narrower format in it as well and uh, okay so as I'm going through this I've got a couple things in a bonus round for you as well um, that uh, on top of these three things just kind of popped into my head as well so I want to add those on first of all When you're creating a call to action, and I mean, this could be a whole separate blog post or a whole whole separate podcast, but nonetheless, I'm going to throw this in here anyway, the level of commitment you're asking for on your landing page is going to vary depending on the source of traffic. Okay. So if you have a landing page and it's not getting a good result and you have a a page that is congruent, you've got a good headline, you've got a good process, you're not, you know, distracting them. The other thing I would ask is, is the level of commitment that you're asking for in the call to action too high depending on the source of traffic, okay? So if somebody is in Google and they search for a product name and you sell that specific product, yeah, you can go for the sale. But if you're advertising on social and you bring somebody to your website on a relatively, um, you know, uh, you do a promoted post, they see that post, they click through, but they weren't actively seeking you at the moment that they clicked that, going for the sale doesn't make sense. They, they, They weren't actively out searching to solve their problem okay, to seek out what you have. You've effectively interrupted them and asked them to come to your webpage. So rather than taking them all the way to the sale, you know, asking them to marry you, let's just ask them for a date and just get that email address and then get them into a funnel and build that relationship, okay? So again, ask yourself, Is the commitment I'm asking for in my call to action appropriate for the people that are coming in? Are they going to be willing to make that level of commitment? For example, if you have an affiliate that refers a visitor to you and endorses your product before they get there, that person's very pre-qualified and could very well buy at that point. So expecting a sale is reasonable. But if somebody clicks a random banner ad and has had no prior relationship with you, or clicks some link on some other website and has no prior relationship with you, expecting them to pull out their credit card and buy right away may be a little too high. So those are some questions you need to ask yourself. And the last, last thing I want to bring up here in our bonus round is, uh, is, and this is another mistake I see people trying to do all the time, is quit trying to optimize your landing pages, your sales pages, your opt-in pages to rank in Google. Okay, so I see people, it's, it's, they, they get into this struggle. They think, hey, I'm gonna optimize this page so that it ranks in Google, and Google's gonna send all that traffic to it. The fact is, is when you try and optimize a page, a sales page, uh, to rank in Google, you're effectively screwing up all of the things that make it a good sales page to appease Google. So if they do send you traffic, well it's not going to do you any good because a damn page ain't going to convert anyway. So uh, quit trying to optimize your sales pages to rank in Google. Optimize your blogs, your posts, all that stuff to rank in Google and then take that traffic that's coming in get them to and then get redirect them through there through offers through pop-ups through sidebars through calls to actions within your articles to get them to go to the calls to action okay so don't try and optimize sales pages or uh uh opt-in pages stuff like that for search engine rankings it's hopeless um Effectively, you end up with a page that's not going to rank very well in Google and it's not going to convert very well as an opt-in page. So, uh, so there you go. We have covered the three things plus a couple things in the bonus round. And again, remember, some of this does apply to, you know, blog posts, stuff like that. I mean, you want to have congruency. You want to still have a, a headline that compels people. Uh, But on a blog post, you may not want to minimize distraction. You may want to create, you know, as many options to engage people as possible. That doesn't apply when you're dealing with sales page or action-oriented pages. So there you go. If you have landing pages on your website, write those three things down. Head on over there. Look at the sources of traffic that are coming in. Ask yourself... Is the traffic coming in, is my message, is their expectation met, is it congruent? Do I have a headline that is compelling, that answers the question, what's in it for me? And if you haven't tested new headlines in a while, go out and write a dozen headlines, then write a dozen more, pick the three best from there, test them, test some more. If you go back, look at your landing pages, ask yourself, does every element on this landing page support the process of getting them to take the action that I want them to take. If it doesn't, try removing that element and see if your results go up. So there you go. Hope you guys learned something in this lesson that you can take back and apply to your web pages to get a better result. Fact is is it's not rocket science, doesn't have to be hard. I know in the world of internet marketing there's all these crazy words and lingo that people use. But God, when you really break it down, it's not that difficult. Make sure your page actually delivers what people are expecting. Make sure you clearly tell them what it is they're going to get and how they're going to benefit and don't distract them. Seriously, it's not that hard. All right. There you go. Thank you very much, everybody. Hope you learned something. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a favor. If you're an iPhone user or an iTunes user, I should say, head on over to iTunes. Leave a review for us. That helps us out immensely. Uh, Five stars is preferred. And if you want to leave a written review, that would be great as well. And don't forget to head on over to entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast, where you can check out all of the podcasts, including this one, And with each podcast there, there is a full transcription for your reading pleasure. If you'd like to print those out, you can do so. Share them with your friends, your family, give them away as gifts, Uh, whatever. It's up to you if that's the kind of gift you want to give. Uh, So once again, thank you very much, everybody. And we've got some incredible interviews coming up and more information and tools and strategies for you to grow your business online. This is Derek Gale signing off, and I'll see you in the next episode. You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, where we aim to simplify online business so you can make more money.